Oh, giddy up them steps and hello, welcome to the podcast. What is it today? It is 119. Oh, Jesus. 119. Can you believe it? I can't and I won't. I'll never believe it. I'll be like, can you believe Christ? Where does the time, where does it go? Where does it come from when you're having fun? Friday, I woke up tired. Always nice waking up tired, you know, set the tone. I've been tired since I've been 15 years old. And uh, maybe that coincides with me being hungover at the same time. A girl recently tried to tell me she's only known me either drunk or hungover, never sober. And I was like, hungover is sober, but I suppose it's not because I'd be down quiet, not down like fucking sad, but just low energy, energy levels are low, um, so you know, I don't even know what the fuck I'm on about, we've already lost the train of thought, we're off the flyer people, off the flyer, <coughs> is that a weird, I was trying to start this podcast, uh, just had weirdness before it. I think I'm tired too because I just got back from Vegas yesterday. Oh, I just got back. I was there for one whole day and night. Just got back though, you know. Sounds very dramatic. Oh, I just got back. Just got back in town. Just got back from a 45 minute flight. Um, and then I had shows and gigs last night. So I was up all night. And then I had to get up early and do some taxes. So it's been non-stop since Vegas. Doing everything with a Vegas hangover. But then I was trying to do this podcast. But I just like text this girl. Uh, I don't really know her. But I know her like from work. In a, a comedy club. Um, so I just text her a question. And... Uh, it just took a weird turn straight off the bat. She was like, oh, I don't work there anymore. And I was like, oh, that's a ball. What happened? And she was like, she was let go. And she was depressed. And she was just sad. And I was like, oh, fuck, don't be sad. Keep the head up. And she was telling me she tried to commit suicide already. She tried to overdose. And I was like, oh, fucking Jesus. Do not do that. Do not do that. No need to do that. Here's the bad thing, too. This is how dumb I am. While I was texting, I was going to post this dumb picture to Instagram. And then we were texting, and then I was like, oh, fuck, what do I say? I don't know what to say. So I was just like, being like, oh, keep the head up. It's not as bad as you think. It's all in your head. She was telling me, no, there's no reason to live, and she has no friends and no family, and I'm just like, oh, fucking Jesus. Instead of getting clammy, I was like, all right, I think it made her feel better. She was like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, and I was like, no, it's grand, just, it's not that bad. If you have any of the same thoughts, I don't really never know what to say, but, you know, maybe time will help, and you'll be fine. Ups and downs of life. But I was like, oh, fuck, don't. I don't even know what to do. I text my friends and be like, what the fuck do I say? But then she sent me like a SoundCloud link to her music. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And she was taking ages to type. And was like, she was getting full on. 
I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? This better not be a fucking goodbye. So to distract myself, I was like, all right, my hands were getting clammy. I was like, I'm going to go back on Instagram. And I posted a picture, a dumb picture uh, of myself. I basically posted a selfie while I was talking to a girl about suicidal thoughts. And she was sending me SoundCloud links. And the song was actually good, so... I was like, ah, you you can't kill yourself now. You got more music to make. Just didn't know what to say. So it was a very, very odd interaction. Hopefully she's feeling better. She said, thank you. And I said, anytime, reach out. Reach on out. Touch me. Um, so that's what happened just before this podcast. And it's even worse to think while that was going on, I posted a selfie because I am one of the worst people, at least one of the worst kinds of people, that's me, people. So, you know, it's hard to know what to say, because here's the thing too, I feel like in Ireland no one will ever talk about it, so they would just be like, how are things? Fine, grand, super. If it's actually, if it's like, if it's actually bad, you'd be like, ah, sure, you know, not too bad at all, not too bad at all. You're like, oh, something's up here, something's up here. People overshare in LA, so you're like, Jesus, this is a lot. What do I say? Don't really know. Just don't kill yourself. I kept saying that about five times, and it went from I tried. I took a lot of Xanax. I should have taken fentanyl, whatever that is. I tried to do it with booze. Didn't work. And I was like, well, don't fucking kill yourself. I still don't know what to say. I'll text again later to make sure she's okay. Um, so anyways... Doing that, did taxes, love paying taxes, love paying taxes, here taxes, taxes and debt. It's been a taxes and debt. No, it's not debt really. Talking about debt and taxes, so it's been a lovely morning. Tired, little sleep, Vegas. At least Vegas was unreal. I went to Vegas on Wednesday. I fucking love Vegas. I won't lie. As long as I'm not there for too long, it's unreal. You just go there and you're like, you leave everything at the door. Let's go fucking mental. (laughs) Is how I view Vegas. Everything's... I didn't even check into my hotel room and I masturbated three times right in the lobby. I was like, it's Vegas. You can do what you want. I saw people smoking in the casino and I was like, oh yeah, they have no rules here. Just kill yourself. There was a girl passed out, fucked on the ground, just drunk as shit during the day. Her friends were around her. One was concerned. The other two were just playing bladder through fucking machines, pressing the button machines. It's like Vegas is fucking mental. It's like an insane asylum, but it's like glitzy and nice and... AC pumping in the oxygen to keep you awake. Just walking around, you can be like, I can walk around boozing. People, people are walking around with full glasses of champagne, living their life. I went there. Oh, on the way, I s- 
so I get to the airport. First of all, Jesus, Uber, when you're, it was raining, and I had to get there at like 9.30, and it's usually a $25 Uber, and the fuck, it was $75, and you're just like, what? What? I wish I was rich, rich. If I was rich, rich, that's what I realized. I went to see my buddy Robbie Williams perform there. And then you're like, ah, because I've got some rich, rich friends. And, oh, they're living. Like, everything is just there. <clears throat> you're not second-guessing. You want any food, any booze, anything at all. It's just taken care of. It's all sorted. And you're like, ah, oh, this is how you live. You want four salmon, bits of salmon? And you're like, yeah. Usually you'd be like, how much is that? In Vegas prices, $200? Nah. But when you're rich, rich, it's like, yeah. Make it six. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's the best. It's, it's how you live your best life when you don't have to pay for stuff. That's how I live my best life. That's when you're free. Financially free. Probably don't have the guilt to do anything productive or uh, create anything or write jokes or feel a need to perform but you know it's nice to be it's nice to feel free for a bit and that's what I feel when I'm around the, the rich friends and they're sorting everything out you're like ah freedom freedom and you're like happy days so wait this fucking my timeline is all over the place so I go to the airport Wednesday and I queue up for a fucking coffee, a coffee bean. And I swear we were queuing, it was so long. Like 25, 30 minutes. It's a long queue at LAX. There's a woman in front of me. A small, large, large, large woman. You forget how fat people are sometimes. Because in LA, in West Hollywood especially, everyone's usually skinny. Or like working out, toned. Good looking to an extent. And then you go to the airport and you're like, oh yeah, all shapes and sizes in this great country of America. Um, this woman was like a small fat woman and uh, she had a backpack on, she had a rain jacket on and she had a big red head like myself because it was hot and raining. And uh, we get to the counter and she's just like, I'll have a burger with cheese. <laughs> and the woman, the girl working at Coffee Bean was like, what? <laughs> I want a burger with cheese. I'll get it to go. And she's just like, we don't sell burgers. <laughs> this is Coffee Bean. She's like, give me my burger. The girl's like, we don't sell burgers. This is Coffee Bean. And the woman was just like, I just want a burger. She was like, just let me pay for my burger. She kept trying to stick the, her card into the pin machine, the card reader. And it, it was just mental. She started going, the girl was like, we don't sell burgers. And the other girl, the woman was like, this country is gone. This country has lost its way. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Are you insane? Or are you just very confused? And she was American too, it wasn't like she was a foreigner, not knowing how America worked. She was American. She knew 
that this was a coffee play. I don't know, but I started laughing because she was so, so, uh, she was so confused and irate and dumb all at the same time. It was fucking unreal. It was really unreal. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how angry she was getting to that she couldn't order a burger <laughs> a coffee bean. Oh, Jesus. It was so good. I was sweating from laughing. I was like, it was one of those laughs. I was like, oh, I don't even want this laugh. So I'm going to start sweating. But I couldn't stop. And then she just went, and she didn't even order coffee, and she just went to the side, and she stood there. And the woman was like, uh, why, why are you here? And she was just shouting. She was like, I'm waiting for my burger. And it was just unreal. Ah. I didn't stop, stop sweating. Like, I was laughing, and I just got a whole body sweat. I didn't stop till I was on the plane, and I could sit down and chill. Actually, it's stand at the back of the plane for, for a bit before we took off. Um, but, fuck, it was so funny. Oh, that was a good start to the Vegas trip. Although, we did get stuck in the runway then for an hour. <laughs> and, oh, fucking... How annoying are air stewards who want to be funny this dude kept making the worst jokes ever who's happy that we're staying on on the tarmac the pilot said it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour can I get a yay <laughs> just looking at me like what the fuck are you doing stop rubbing in this bad news by doing some shitty stand up routine what happens in Vegas is plastered all over the internet. Yay! <laughs> Nobody's laughing. And he just kept going for it. I feel like that's a dumb phrase, too. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. As a Catholic man, riddled with guilt, and who suffers from many drunken flashbacks, what happens in Vegas stays with me for life. It haunts me in the quiet moment, in a happy moment, in a moment of sadness. I will just be thinking, oh, you remember that dumb thing you did in Vegas? I will remember it all the time. So we need to retire that phrase. And what happens in Vegas lives on. It stays with you forever. Like herpes. Imagine Vegas is a big herpes town. Huge, huge, popular herpes spot. If you're looking for herpes, hit up Vegas. You'll get it with ease. Um, uh, I hate, I hate fucking hell. I hate when dudes. Alright, this is gonna sound. Women are gonna be like, oh, this happens to us all the time. But, like, what's up with these non self aware people? They probably won't even realize I'm talking about them right now. They're that. They have no self awareness. This guy keeps hitting me up for uh, to be my friend, which sounds dumb, but I'm just like, I don't think that's a friend's work. And he keeps hitting me up on Facebook and Instagram. And then someone else, he got my number off someone. And I'm just like, here, buddy, I don't want to hang out. 
this I knew my gut feeling was like yeah we'd hang out I'd invite you somewhere but you're fucking awful I feel and now somehow he got my number hey what are you doing later just like fuck off Tom's weirdo in the straight dudes at least I can get the angle of wanting to pump me if you're gay like straight like god jesus what's going on people especially there's so many awful dudes in la like if the first time i meet you you start doing an irish accent that's shitty not gonna like you not gonna think you're funny with no rapport it's just gonna be like oh you think you're funny but you're not don't want to hang out with you. you you will never make me laugh i got here two dudes in the street there they were in the rain, fighting, arguing, and it was going to turn into a fight. And one of them was just like, bro, you know I make good lentils. Take that back. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know the context. But why would you get upset about your lentils? Oh, I make good lentils. Good man. I don't want to be friends with someone who boasts about their lentil-making ability. I like to way that fucking text just threw me off. That is one good thing about me, though. <clears throat> At least I'm self-aware of my own dumbness. Like, here's another thing. This is what guys in LA are like. Last Friday after my show, I was at a bar. And this dude I was ordering a booze, and this dude behind me. The bar was busy, but this dude was like, tried to bite my shoulder. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, "Ah oh, man, I saw your show. That was so funny. I was like, what the fuck are you bite my shoulder for? And he's like, ah, I just, I, I didn't know what to say. I thought you'd find it funny. And I had to tell his friend, I was like, get him the fuck away from me before I hit him. And they were like, ah, oh, we're so sorry. He's fucking biting my jacket. Um, and you're just like, these are the dudes in LA. I feel bad for the women. I'll keep saying it forever and ever. It's International Women's Day. I've seen a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. I feel like a lot of dudes have been like, oh, isn't every day International Women's Day? I'm a nice guy, ladies. They're the kind of guys I've seen posting a lot, been trying to be sincere. But you know the creeps deep down? I love women. I love, I love lovely women. I appreciate all you women and you're just like ah, I think it's coming across like you're a little fucking creep you're a little creep trying to be nice for the sake of a pump really I feel you're misogynistic if you were to ask me to define misogynistic I wouldn't be able to I just not bad you hate women is that a misogynist these Mr. Nice Guys misogynistic fuckers are the ones posting just just thinking about all the women I respect today I posted as a piss take earlier I hope someone thinks I'm serious a photo of me looking into the distance thinking about all the women are like Jesus I'm not dissing the day and dissing these creeps I'm seeing posting that you know want to pump these are the women that these are the men that the women in LA have to deal with, and I feel bad. Biting my shoulders, they're texting me on all fronts. It's like, here, buddy, 
how many times follow me around a guy came up to me the other night and uh, it was after a show it's weird when dudes have to like swing their dicks to make and you, they think oh I'm like ah, that's not cool shut the fuck up <laughs> stop being a fucking idiot these girls were taking pictures of me after a show and the guy's just like oh I got hotter women than them if you want me to hook you up I said what the fuck you want about and he's just like ah I've got girls that'll suck your dick you can have my girlfriend if you like and I'm literally just like what the fuck are you what are you doing what are you doing that's what I want to know what are you doing why are the words coming out of your mouth that you think these are and like a good order of words to say to me you can fuck my girlfriend guys have told me that before trying to be like uh, have rapport with me but I'm not joking you wanna fuck my girlfriend you can fuck my girlfriend you can fuck my sister You, I might bring my mother to your show you could fuck her if you want and it's just like read those texts out to your sister your mother your girlfriend Read out the messages or tell her what you said to me and let's see what happens. Let's see then if that's a good call by you. It is... These fucking dudes are so dumb. At least, like, I've I've built up an immune system so that no matter what... This is for guys and girls in LA, really. Um, that... I will be like... The minute anyone asks, what are you doing next Thursday? Automatically. Automatically, I'll be like, working. <laughs> no matter what, working. I almost got cut out the other day. I was on a call, and the neighbor was like, what are you doing next Friday? And I was like, working. She's like, oh, I'm going to invite you to my event. It's an art gallery opening. There's going to be some acoustic violin, guitar, yodeling, poetry. You would have loved it. And I, I say, yeah, I would have loved it. I would really, ah, pity I'm working. What about the night at working? What about the day at working? You're working a lot. Yeah, just working non-stop. If only I fucking actually worked and got paid for as much as I tell people I'm working. Although I do work nights, but daytimes. But whatever, it's good that my body is now immune. And it just says working. Working like a whore. Um, so yeah, happy International Women's Day. Sorry about all the men in LA. I feel bad. But like, honestly, there's a lot of idiot women too. So that probably evens itself out. Probably evens. Even Stevens. Someone said to me the other day, oh, you have intimacy issues. And I was like, no, I don't. It's not intimacy issues. It's that I have idiot issues. What if a lot of the women I'm dealing with turn out to be idiots? Am I meant to fake intimacy with an idiot? Answer me that, philosophers. Should I fake intimacy with an idiot? No, is the answer. I'll answer the question that I asked myself just for your ears. No, you dirty whores. Although I did get a great, I figured out, I was, the other night I met this girl, she was just like, oh, what are those shoes? 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, you like these red shoes? She's like, and where did you get those jeans? And I was like, oh, you like, you like these jeans and these shoes? And she was like, and you decided to wear them both together. And then I was like, oh, you're telling me you hate them. You're telling me they're ugly. You're telling me you don't like my clothes. And she said, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's nice. I like that. That is a good way to be. I like when people can mock me in new ways, ingenious ways. Ingenuity, that's the name of the game. If you can do that, I'm a big fan. I'm not a big fan if you're a, uh, a dude with no self-awareness and you're just following me around like a bad smell, saying uh, inappropriate sexual stuff in front of women to try and be funny and be cool. Stop. Cop on. You're not funny. You're insecure. Deal with yourself. Read a book. Read a book. Better yourself as a person. Then come back to me. Come back and embrace. I'll never embrace you because you fucked up. You had your chance. It's gone. I'll never learn how to like you. I don't like you. I'll tolerate you. I'll tolerate you at best. You'll ask me to do something, and I'll say working. And you'll say, he sure does work a lot. And I'll say, read between the fucking lines. How about that? Read more books. Become a better person. Don't be someone who's at a coffee bean looking to order a burger. Oh, yeah, that's where the fuck I was at. Vegas. So Vegas is unreal. Um, so I get in. Don't even have time to check into my hotel room. Busy masturbating. It's raining. I was talking to... Who was I talking to about Ireland? Oh... Oh, yeah, that was funny. At one point, I was texting Robbie and talking to Tiffany Haddish at the same time. And I was like, do you know each other? And they were like, Tiffany was on the phone, like, sing the song he sang. And I sang, and she was like, oh, oh yeah. And then I kept singing, I'm loving angels. And I was trying to harmonize, angels, angels, angels. She was like, oh, I don't, I think you're a bad singer. And I was like, yeah, I'm a better rapper. And then I took a shower. Then I went and met, I went to Rob's gig. Um, Jesus, I forgot how, I, I saw him on you, where was it? The O2 in London, which must have been fucking six years ago, which is crazy. That was ages ago. Maybe not. Maybe so. Yeah, whatever. And he was unreal. And I remember thinking that time, I was like, Jesus, I forgot he's unreal. Like, performer? He's some charismatic fucking frontman. I've never seen him and U2, or, yeah, U2, and Bono was just like, both of them just grabbed the audience by the balls, did not let go, and just dominated. So we go to the show, we're chilling backstage, Living the life. The fucking dressing rooms there. Jesus, they're unreal. Nicer than anyone's apartment. Nicer than a house. Um, Just all plush and just like 79 rooms. The dancers are in one room. Just like six dancers, I think. Jesus, they're all fucking beautiful too. I remember seeing them. I was like, Christ. And they're unreal dancers. The whole thing was just savage. He's banned in another room. His dad. Just a big production backstage. Oh, so Rob was like, you should come out. Um, and like, 
open the show, do some stand-up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because I think, like, Sinatra before in Vegas, he'd, like, have a comedian open up. And he mentioned that before to me, and I was like, oh, I should come out and do it. He was like, yeah, you should go come. Just don't do too much pumping stuff. You know, my material people, I like to talk about the pumping. Maybe that's because years of living in Ireland where no one ever talked out loud about pumping. Um, but then his manager was like, oh, we'll have to, I don't know, because the venues in Vegas, they're strict for time. I thought it was going to be low-key, like robbing the piano, maybe. But then I get there, and you see the stage and the setup and the fucking screens at the back and you're like oh no this is like a show show this is like uh like a fucking Cirque du Soleil almost like it looks slick really slick really 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 slick and like lighting and like high end and I was like oh okay Rob is gonna go dominate Vegas now I see what he's doing um so I went out there not knowing if I was definitely performing or not. Which would be unreal if I was to open for Rob. Purely because back in Ireland, and you'd just be listening to Take That on the radio. And that time I bought like a, a ticket to see Rob at Slane, which is a big concert in Ireland. But I slept in. I was drunk the night before. And I missed the bus, myself and Vincent. Vincent Motherway. We both missed the bus, I believe. We didn't go to Slane. Pretty sure I probably told Rob at one point. Oh yeah, I, I got a. I bought a ticket to see at Slane, implying that I was there to see him, but I didn't. I hadn't seen him. Uh, but yeah, it would be savage to open. I think I'm going to go back next week. Oh, plus it was opening night. It's like a big thing. It was like, and people actually get nervous. You forget, like. Uh, you forget that fucking like even though they're huge stairs, they still get like nerves. You should be like, oh yeah, I'm doing my opening night of Vegas residency. It's a big fucking deal. Like right on the place where all the Rat Pack, same venue as the Rat Pack and all those people. And now you're like, you're in the moment, so you can't really appreciate it. Probably. No, you can't. You're, I feel like you're psycho if you appreciate it. You probably grasp it a bit, but then you look back and you're like, oh, that was fucking slick. Um, Like me looking back and even going there and being like, oh, yeah, that was unreal. But it just happens. I probably don't grasp how savage it was. So we go there, chilling, eating salmon, backstage, living the life creeping around, hanging out with his photographer, Leo, sound, sound man, he's a great laugh, Leo, if you're listening, turn this off, because I just complimented you, you know that's not allowed, um, oh, it's funny too, his manager, Loney, is like, this guy is the soundest fucker, I think, ever, <laughs> he's so sound, uh, if I could have someone as my manager, it'd be him. What a sound fuck. But he was like, it was the day, opening day, there was a load going on. And he phones me and he's like, alright, your VIP, your all access thing is here. He'd been emailing me, just like efficient and quick and like gets it done and nothing's, uh, you don't feel like he's like, 
upset or fuck. Like I've met some tour managers for comedians and comedians managers, and they're always like, "Yeah, I just give a shit about uh, my client. They'll call him the client, and you're like, can you not say his name to me?" And it's like they're above you. Jesus, this fucker lonely is just silent. Bang, bang. He's like, text me. He's like, but it's opening day. He's like, if anything's urgent, let me know. I kind of forgot. And then I was getting ready in my hotel room. And it was like raining or cold outside. And I was like, fuck, do I need a jacket? <laughs> this is one. I wish there was an app. Do I need a jacket.com? Oh, that's a, that's a website. But do I need a jacket app where I can just go along to people and say, um... Do I need a jacket? Let me know. Do I need a warmer jacket? Also let me know. So I was like, do I need a jacket? Because, you know, you're wearing a nice nice white shirt in Vegas. You don't want to put the jacket on over it and ruin the whole situation. Because then, then the jacket is the main focus of your outfit. You don't want to be taking off the jacket. You, I was going to be boozing later. Would I leave the jacket down? Would I lose a jacket? Another jacket gone. Worse, would it be stolen? I'd feel injustice. Would I lose or have a jacket stolen? But I don't want to get cold. I don't want to get sick. I need my voice. I was going to run down. What to do? Very very dramatic and very traumatic, to be honest. Very traumatic on my brain. So I was like, fuck. I think because when I was growing up, I'd ask my mom all the time before leaving the house, do I need a jacket? She'd be like, yeah. So anyway, he was like, text me if anything is urgent. <laughs> I was like, do I need a jacket? Is it cold out? And the minute I sent that text, I was like, ah, I'm a fucking idiot, huh? I'm a real dopey fucker. Just annoying, he sent back. He replied like my mother, which was a nice touch. He said, a jacket, a light jacket is always sensible. And I said, it is true. And I put on the jacket. I walked out the door and I took the 10 floor elevator down. And then I walked outside. And then I was like, am I even going to be going outside? I'm just going to be at the venue and in hotels the whole time. Do I need a jacket? And I walked outside and I asked the security guard, Is it cold here at night? What's the story? Do I need a jacket, you think? And the security guard was this big black lady from the south. And she's like, um, She was like, uh, It can get cold, which wasn't helpful. I said, I said, That's not helpful. She said, Where are you from? And I was like, Ireland. She was like, It's not as cold as Ireland. And I was like, But I live in LA now. She's like, Oh, well, it's colder than LA. And we honestly couldn't uh, figure it out. So I went back and I dropped off the jacket. I know that was a cliffhanger of an ending to the story, but I didn't take the jacket in the end, people. You know, we we figured it out together. I, I consulted four to five people, texting my buddies in Ireland. Do you think I should take a jacket out in Vegas at night? And they were just, they were just, like, they were just, like, just like, no. Uh, got distracted by a jacket story. So that's handy. Um, so then, oh yeah, the show... Oh yeah, I forgot before the show, they all get around in a huddle. Everyone like on everyone backstage gets in a huddle. So they'll get in a huddle and there'll be like pep talks. Uh it's actually a good laugh. 
and then everyone's around and I was just standing there like get in the huddle Merc and I went into the huddle and they do this little Elvis shuffle and they say thanks to Elvis and then someone says some words and then everyone gets giddy and they're going let's go fucking kill the show they all run from backstage and I went out uh, to my seat jeez I got in real seats well seat solo and then, because you'd wonder too, you're like, oh, do people in in America know Rob? And Jesus Christ, they know him. The crowd was unreal. He was unreal. Like, he came out, and it was just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Got the crowd by the balls from the get-go. Didn't leave go once. And he's just dominating. Some fucking performer. I had two shows last night. And I feel that I did well at both shows purely because I just seen Rob and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, now that's how you perform. That's how you fucking kill. And then at one point too, he was like being like, ah, oh. like every song he did, because he did some covers too, like Vegas style. <laughs> Which was savage, and the crowd was singing along. But every time you did one of his songs, fucking hell, the whole room erupted. And you're just like, Jesus, this is unreal. People just fucking going crazy. It was a great laugh. I was sober at that point, and uh, I hadn't been, you know, I don't really move physically <laughs> much. But, like, he'd have pumping hands in the air, and be like, Yes! <laughs> Come on! I went by during the show, he gave me a shout out. And I stood up with the crowd to clap. He was like, My friend Mark's here. And I was I waved and nobody clapped and nobody waved back. <laughs> I was like, Okay, thank you. Thank you, America. <laughs> America loves me. And then the show ends, we go backstage, everyone's buzzing, popping. Myself and Leo. I'd seen the bottles at <laughs> this is where my priorities lie. I saw a, bot- a big bottle of tea- Tito's vodka backstage before the show. And then they had wine and beer. And I don't drink wine or beer anymore because they fuck up my stomach. Uh, but I was like, all right, there's Tito's there. Tito's there. Let's get, let's have some Tito's. And then we went backstage and we couldn't find the Tito's. And then me and... Uh, me and... Me and Leo were like, where is that bottle of Tito's? And then we were creeping around. And then someone had definitely, someone that works at the venue was hiding it on us. It was very much, it was very traumatic. Again, we couldn't find it. We found a bottle of champagne in the end. Then we went out boozing. The dancers were going to some other bar. Went with them. I forgot Vegas too. Vegas prices are insane. I remember I got a coffee and a banana and it was like $12. It was just like, ha. Ah. $12. How much is water? $20. It was like, geez, it's, it's kind of excessive, isn't it? When you're not having the the high-end money, you're like, Christ, I just won't drink water. I'll drink booze. But then you can walk. I forgot, people, just, they were like walking around with big wine glasses of champagne. We were like, can we do this? They're like, yeah. Oh, at one point, we were there as well with a... Uh, Robbie is boxing trainer. So it was me, him, and Leo. We were just out and about. We were going from one hotel to another, and the taxi man, you can take drink with you, and the taxi man was like, 
uh, do you want to spill the drinks? And they're like, yeah, we want. We're obviously not going to. And the boxer dude was like, he saw he saw something that made a mess. He was like, oh, are you a fighter? And the taxi guy was just lying. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, what kind of stuff? And he was like, mixed martial arts. And the boxer dude was like, oh, yeah, what kind? And the guy was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, this guy's fucking lying. <laughs> He's just lying for no reason. It was the worst lie ever. And I was like, ah, oh, he probably doesn't know. He thought he was a tough man. And he probably didn't know that the dude next to him was like a fucking Olympic boxer who could beat the shit out of him. And it was just nice and tense. Then we went to some club. Uh, what's that dude's name? Quest Love was DJing. It's pretty good. Although the problem with Vegas, every chick that came up, they're all there's there's like a lot of hot women there, and they're all like, oh hey, they're all whores. <laughs> like hey, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh just having a booze. She'd be like, yeah, you wanna you wanna party later? You'd be like, oh yeah, where? They're like, your hotel. And then you're like, all right, that's too easy. And you're like, oh, just like that. And they're like. Yeah, it'll cost you, but it'll be fun. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Everyone's a whore. Then there was a whole table of whores, and there was like a weird-looking dude. And he was obviously their pimp or something, their protection, but it was just like, ah, oh, this is just blatant. Fair play. Fair play to them. Make some money. And then we went to some little karaoke room in this bar. And Jesus, I didn't even know who to... I think they were like dancers for fucking what's that down thunder from down under these dudes they're all these big big fucking muscly fuckers they're all sound though uh and they were just like feeding us booze feeding us booze it was insane how much booze has just been handed but you know you gotta do it for the lads you gotta dig deep dig deep and you gotta keep on boozing and I don't know how I made my flight either, because I got home about six. Got home six. Uh, I had to get up at like ten to get my flight. I'd set my alarm way back earlier in the day, and then I, I left my phone in the bathroom. The door was closed, and I somehow heard a faint beeping of beep beep, beep beep. I was like, "Oh, my flight." Me flies, let's go, let's get back. You know, I made it back, people. I made it back. I saw it. It's crazy, too, how many fat people you see in wheelchairs. And then they just get up and walk into a buffet. And you're like, come on, that's a miracle. That is a miracle of Christ. Then on the way back, there was a dude, and he was at the Starbucks there. And for some reason, he kept talking to me. I happened to be sitting next to this fucker on the plane. To, and he kept saying stuff like, I'm off meat, I ain't meat eating meat, I haven't eaten meat all week. And he's like, it doesn't count, bacon and sausages doesn't, don't count, they're not meat meat. And I was like, I was kind of, I saw goosed, I just didn't want to talk, I just kept nodding my head at him. And I was like, what the fuck does he mean, meat meat? <laughs> does he mean steaks? He literally had fucking bacon and sausage that morning for breakfast. And he was like, I haven't eaten meat in three days. 
he was asking me he because he was kind of fatter. He's like, ah, uh, you work out? Why do you you eat meat? <laughs> I was just like, what are you on about? Why'd you keep saying meat to me? What the fuck are you doing? It was so strange. Do you know how you, you take you take the strangeness? Sausages or bacon? They're not meat, meat though. You're just like, ah, oh, that's a great point, buddy. That's a great point. I do like his grind. There's a, it, being clueless is funny, but I feel like there's a dude at my gym. I just remember. Oh, I fucking hate this guy. He's always in there. He's wearing a vest, ponytail, brown, horrible sandals, and he's dancing like he's God's gift to women. And I'd say if you were to look at him first, he's you'd think, oh, he's kind of he's kind of attractive. But then you looked at him again, you'd be like, oh, no, this guy's an ugly fucker. He's a butterhead. He's got an all right body. But he dances in such a way that it makes me scream inside. And I fucking hate him. I hate him. And I just look at him. And he knows I'm looking at him with deep shame to stop dancing in sandals at the fucking gym. So I would take Mr. Meat Meat any day of the week over Mr. Fucking Dancing Sandals. Um, Mr. Dancing Sandals, I hope you're listening. And I hope you know that you're a fucking... You're a cunt. <laughs> you're a real prick. A real true prick. Anyone giving up meat for Lent? I forgot. Jeez, that's so like... I was in Vegas the first day of Lent. Ash Wednesday, was that that? Was that just Wednesday gone? Living the dream. Living the Ash Wednesday dream. What did I give up? I remember one time I was like, oh, I should give up booze, should I? And I was like, no. Nah, God wouldn't want me to be bored. He would not want me to be bored. I'm going to give up FaceTiming people for Lent. <laughs> I'm giving up uh, I'm giving up accepting FaceTime calls off people I'm sorry um, but I just don't like them I really don't I don't not a fan of it at all um, I don't know why it's just especially when there's no reason like the other day I used the excuse I was outside and a girl I know FaceTime me and I wasn't... I just don't like it. I feel bad. There's this girl in New York. Sound. Unreal hot. Funny. She's unreal. And I feel like the reason... Uh, we were like... Uh, it w- like it ended romantically, maybe. It's because I'm a texter and she's a FaceTimer. <laughs> and I couldn't... And I don't think she could text. And it just faded away. Even though unreal, like everything else, the best, the greatest, the finest, the most savage of all. Everything. Imagine Imagine the most dream, the soundest dream fucking girl ever. Except she just really loved FaceTiming. And I really loved texting. And we just, uh, things fell apart. Like even the other day I was talking to her and she FaceTimed again and I was just like, ah. 
and then it was looked like it was going to rain, and I was at a coffee shop, and I didn't want to go back in. I wasn't going to go back into the coffee shop on FaceTime chatting. And even though I haven't chatted to her in a while, I do want to talk to her, but uh, then I was like, oh, I just can't FaceTime. I don't know why. And she's fucking beautiful, too. It's not like I'm FaceTiming someone whose face I don't want to see. But I was just like, ah, I think it's going to rain. <laughs> I gotta go off the phone. She was like, oh, perfect. Perfect. Can't wait for you to tweet about this later. And she was right. I did tweet about it. Now I'm talking about it on the podcast. Not sure if she listens, but if she does, at least know that she's the soundest, the finest, the funniest of all. Just FaceTime. We just fell apart over FaceTime. Um... So that's what I'm giving up for Lent, people. Giving up FaceTiming. I feel people are going to give up. Imagine people are I'm not, I'm not responding to his dumb texts for a month. That'd be a good thing to give up. Me texting dumbness. It won't happen, but you know, you can live in hope. Live in hope and dreams. And that's about it, I'd say. This has been an all-over-the-shop kind of podcast. We went all over the shop. We were in Vegas. We were in suicidal, FaceTiming. Not even sure what else. Um, but that's yeah, that's about it. I'd say we've come to the end of the road. I gotta go do some promo for my show tonight at the Laugh Factory. If you're around, come by. We got a mighty lineup: Thomas Dale, Ron White, Jay Lamont. Josh Adam Myers come along creeps hit me up on Instagram if everyone tickets at the Marquez um, Twitter at Trickadoo you can see me tweeting about FaceTiming beautiful women how I don't like it it's a real shame and that's about it go read me books random Random or freedom. Some guy last night at a show introduced me by saying he has sold three books on Amazon. Give it up. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's not. Never do that intro again because you fucked up nicely. Just like me and this podcast. Now I'm going to go buy a $5 banana and pretend like I'm still in Vegas. Um, all right. That's it. We did it, people. We really made it all the way there. In the end, we, you know, it's, it's it's about the journey, huh? So I was thinking the other day, the way, like, oh, it's just a dumb thought. It just popped in my head. Imagine if guys, if, like, when women have an orgasm, and it's just like, it's more vocal <laughs> than actually, oh, there's a pool or something. Imagine if dudes do that. We would fake like there's no tomorrow, I feel. Oh, yeah, I came, but there's nothing there. No, but I did. It was lovely. Thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Yeah, I didn't need that final thought, you know. Did not need that final thought, but there we go. You got it for free. Will that become a stand-up bit? Probably not. Why? Because it's not funny. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, Guancher. Go on now. Good luck. Good luck. Goodbye, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.